Hey y'all, it's Trent Knox back with another episode of Talking Shop, a segment on the Trent Knox show. This is episode 70, and in this episode, I'm featuring Patrick Harney. He's a triple threat type of guy. He's a social media influencer. He's a talented singer. He's also an actor. He's really making his na- a name for himself in the entertainment industry. He's got a lot of cool projects out there, but he's done it all from background acting to uh, improvisation behind the camera, in front of the camera. I think you guys are going to get a lot of great value out of this podcast. It was a short podcast. You know, I usually do an hour, but I really think there are a lot of gems in this podcast that you will benefit from. Not only if you're looking to make it in the entertainment industry, but also we talk about patience and work ethic in a way that I don't think we've I've ever spoken with anyone about it before. So I really hope you enjoy this and I will catch you guys on the next podcast. Hi, this is Trent Knox. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. It means a lot to me that you would take the time out of your busy day to hear what my guest and I have to say. May I ask you of a quick favor? If you have gotten any value out of my podcast, please take the liberty to share the podcast link with your networks on social media. That would be extremely kind of you, and I would greatly appreciate you for being proactive and taking action. If you are feeling extremely generous, there is the option of becoming a paid subscriber of the show. Go to anchor.fm slash trentnox slash support. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help produce this show. Once again, thank you for your support and enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey y'all, this is Trent Knox with the Trent Knox Show. This is Talking Shop featuring Patrick Harney, episode 70. In this episode, we're going to talk with Patrick about his um, development in being an actor, uh, some of his singing career, and uh, some of the stuff that he's got going on on YouTube that I think is actually pretty unique and uh, pretty cool. Um, So without further ado, this is Patrick Harney. If you want to say hello to the viewers and the listeners abroad, Patrick. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate uh, appreciate taking the time, and I uh, look forward to talking with you guys. Cool. So, so you've got a lot of the unique stuff going on. A lot of different projects. I saw um, you got a project coming out called Scapegoat mm-hmm. pretty soon. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. What what? How did that come about? Yeah, so uh, so Scapegoat is actually a film that um, we've already filmed it. It's in the final stages of post-production. And um, yeah, so so that will be coming out, I think, as of now, it'll be coming out toward the end of the year, or, like, or maybe at the top of the year. But we, um, 
when we shot that, I was I jumped on it pretty early in the process. Um, I saw the I saw the casting call on Facebook actually, oh, cool. and um, and so I reached out to the director and the writer, and I said, uh, you know, hey, I'd like to audition for. <clears throat> and I auditioned for two different roles, uh, the one that I ended up playing and then another one of the, the leads. And, um, and yeah, so we shot a, or at least I should say I shot a, you know, an audition tape, sent it to him and I got to talking with the director and, um, yeah. And the more we, the more ideas he had, the more ideas I had, they started to kind of match up a little bit and, uh, and yeah, and we just got on really well. So, um, so we started filming that and scapegoat is about this group of people that they all wake up in the middle of the woods. They don't know how they got there. Um, they are all wearing the same clothing. They each have a different marking on their arm. Some of them know each other. Some of them don't. And they come to realize that there's this connection that they all have to each other, but, um, they don't know what that is. And so while they're trying to figure that out, they're being hunted at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so it's just a cool psychological thriller that, uh, kind of takes you on a, takes you on a ride. There's a, you know, there's some good fight scenes and, um, there, there's some good comedy in it too. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for that to come out. Very cool. All right. So let's take a step back. Uh, where did you get your inspiration to start acting, uh, from? <clears throat> Why? Well, um, it started in eighth grade when a friend of mine had said, you know, Hey, you should go out for the musical. Um, I didn't, I was, a, you know, I was a sports guy. I was, you know, I, I was playing basketball and all that stuff. I said, nah, you know, I, I don't really want to get into that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but she kept saying, no, you should do it. You should do it. You know, you should really try at least audition. And so I was like, okay, whatever. Sure. So I went and auditioned. Um, and the song that I, that I chose to sing was uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, you know? So that's how, <laughs> that's how little I really cared about the audition. And um, I actually did, I actually did pretty well and better than I thought I was going to. And, um, and then they offered me uh, one of the lead roles. And so um, at that point, you know, I tried to make every excuse to, to not do the show. You know, it was during basketball season and stuff and they said, no, we'll work with it. So, um, yeah. So once I started doing that, that was when I, you know, kind of fell in love with it and I did every single show every year after that. And, um, and then, yeah. And then, you know, I got to college and I did a, I did a local community theater show. Um, but then I started meeting some film people at, at, at MSU, uh, Michigan state university and um started getting involved with that and some of you know student films and uh short films and such and um you know and i knew that i wanted to you know make a transition over to film anyway but um you know but i didn't really know how to do it and i kind of saw that as my my avenue to go ahead and you know make that make that turn so Mm -hmm. um so yeah so i've just i've been doing it ever since and i'm trying to get better and better and work more and more so what is um, so at MSU you started to get into both behind the scenes and in front of the camera or just in front of the camera? Um, mainly in front of the camera. I was learning some things about the behind the scenes stuff, but mm-hmm. um, but my goal wasn't my goal wasn't really to do much behind the camera yet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Whereas now, you know, I've been, I've started to produce and I've started to help write and, um, you know, so at the time I just, I mainly wanted to focus on acting and, and that's, that's still my main focus. That's still my number one, mm-hmm. uh, my number one thing, but, um, but yeah, and it was, it was cool. I'm, I'm a big observer. So I love to, you know, when I'm on sets, I love to just watch, uh, you know, all the different crew members and how they work. And I like to watch the interactions between everyone to see, you know, well, why is, why is that light going there? Or, um, you know, why is the camera going to be set up here? And, and, uh, you know, just, just stuff like that to kind of learn, um, just learn as much as I can so I can open as many doors as I can. And you, while you were at MSU, you were studying acting or you were studying something else? Yeah. Well, it was, it was technically media and media and information. And my focus was in film. So, um, so a lot of it was some of the technical sides of things and, um, you know, but mainly it was, um, you know, a lot of my acting stuff was more on my own. Um, Mm. Because, you know, it was for, for MSU, they didn't really have a, you know, a screen acting class or anything like that. It was all theater stuff. And I, and I knew I didn't really want to do much of that anymore, or at least for the time being. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'll go back to the theater, but Mm -hmm. for now, I, you know, I just want to focus on film. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So what was your first experience like auditioning for a film role? Uh, my first experience was, um, it was actually for a film at MSU. Uh, they had this program, it was called the theater to film program. Mm -hmm. And what they would do is they would, uh, they would write a play that there would be a class that writes a play. They cast it, they perform it. And then they have another class that translates that play into a screenplay. And then they shoot a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was a full length movie. I, that's what I got involved in was the movie side. And, uh, yeah. And I just did a quick audition. I, I showed up, you know, they, they told me, Hey, you know, would you be willing to come read for this? Um, after I'd showed interest in it and I said, sure. And so I showed up to, uh, you know, to one of the com arts buildings and, um, went into a room, read, you know, read the sides that they give and, uh, and yeah, and they, they gave it to me on the spot. Granted that does not happen very often. Um, mm. as in that's not normal. It was, you know, it was just a student film thing and they needed to fill the role. So, um, normally, you know, the audition process goes, it's a lot more grueling and it's a lot, uh, a lot more cutthroat. You know, you show mm. up, you're, you're in there maybe five minutes and, um, all right, see ya. You know, if we want you, we'll contact you and you're kind of left hanging for a while. You don't know what's going on. Um, until you either see that role had gotten cast or they call you. So, so yeah, so that was my first experience. Cool. Uh, what was the main difference between auditioning for a theatrical play and a on-screen, uh, talent position? Um, I actually like the, I like the audition process for film a lot better. Um, because with theater, at least what I've come to find, um, especially specifically musical theater is Mm -hmm. they, you generally, you pick a monologue that you have to read yourself, um, when you show up. So you got to practice, 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 memorize, and then show up and, you know, 
uh, do and perform a monologue. And then afterward, generally what they'll do for musical theater, um, granted, I haven't, I haven't auditioned for, you know, Broadway or anything like that. So it could be completely different, but what my school did, uh, was, um, they'd bring everybody in the room or in a room and they would teach you, a, you know, a part of one of the songs that, that they, that everybody's going to be auditioning with that one of the songs is in the show. And so then you have to come in and you have to perform that song. Well, part of the song with a pianist and, uh, you know, and kind of go from there. So it's a lot, it's a lot longer process. Um, whereas film, you just, you know, you may get the sides a week before or, you know, a few days before. And then, um, and then you show up and, you know, you have the sides in your hand, hope, you know, ideally not looking at them, but, um, you know, but having them there in case they want to, you know, run through it again, but change some things. And um, it's a lot more collaborative in a film audition. Mm -hmm. So. So <clears throat> you've transitioned from being a um, theatrical actor on the stage to an on-screen talent. You've uh, you've now been on in front of the the um in front of the camera 30 different times it looks like what has been the 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 learning the learning experience your greatest learning experience across all of the the, sh the shows or movies that you've been on um the greatest learning experience i would say is that it's a marathon not a sprint mm -hmm. um you know i know i said it uh, I said it with, uh, you know, I was speaking with um, somebody else just to, just the other day, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants everything to happen right now, right now, right now. You know, oh, I, I made a movie. I'm going to be famous. It's not how it works. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I've also realized uh, because I think some people misinterpret um being a successful working actor for being famous, you know, there's a different, there's a huge difference. I mean, you could, if you want to be famous, you could, you know, just go find some, some make some little video that will somehow go viral, be clickbait or whatever, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to acting, it's very tedious. It's a very tedious process. The, you know, the whole filmmaking process. And so if you don't absolutely love it, then, you know, it'll drive you nuts. But, mm -hmm. but if you're like me who loves every single little aspect of, you know, of being on set and watching everybody and, um, you know, and seeing how everybody interacts and, um, all the little intricacies that a lot of people don't think about, um, you know, then that, that's why you love to do it. And you love to tell, you know, I, I loved jumping into the mind of somebody else for a little while. It's fun. You know, it's mm -hmm. exciting and being able to create a character just off of words on a page. Um, that's what's fun. But you know, if you're just, you know, if you're just looking to be famous, I'm sure there's easier ways to do that. Mm -hmm. um, now, when you become a successful actor, is there fame that, you know, comes along with that usually yes but um you know but there doesn't have to be you know i mean you, you know you can look at some of the you know most successful actors 
ever. I mean, look at uh, Steve Buscemi. I mean, yes, he's he's a, he's famous, and you know everybody knows him, but he's not this you know big A list actor. He's not huge like you know like a Robert Downey Jr. or anything like that. But he works all the time, and he's always been working all the time. So, um, so that would be the biggest difference. Is just you know it's a marathon, not a sprint, and make sure you know the difference between you know on whether you want to be a a working actor or just famous. Yeah. Uh, Just a real quick minute, minute to pause (laughs) and say thank you to our sponsor anchor.fm. Yeah. So what is to you the role that was the most challenging? Um, Mentally or physically? Let's do both. Let's okay. do both. Yeah. Um, physically, I would say the most challenging was scapegoat, um, okay. because we had we had to shoot a fight scene. Well, just yeah. I mean, we were we filmed it in the middle of the summer, out in the woods, uh, here in Michigan, and so it's humid and it's hot, in jeans, you know, shoes and no support, and we're running around all you know all the woods. However, we also had a fight scene that we had to do. Um, it took 11 hours for our, or to film this fight scene that, you know, that includes all the choreography and everything. And we all did our own stunts. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I walked out of there with a lot of bruises, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of sore muscles, um, you know, Definitely needed a lot of rest after that after that uh, that shoot, but it was a lot of fun. It was probably my most uh, the most fun I've had on a set was that day. Um, the most <clears throat> the most challenging mentally, I would say, um, was probably I I just filmed a a film. It's called the Denny Dooley story. Uh, I just filmed part of my, you know, part of my scenes. And it takes place in the late sixties and the early seventies. And the character was very, um, very, very different than anything that I've, that I've played before. Um, but, um, yeah, I would say that one was the most mentally challenging because he had a lot of internal emotions going on, but he doesn't speak much. So I have to show that on my face and um you know show that with my body language more and uh but yet when he does speak kind of put on a show at the same time that you know that nothing's bothering him so um so yeah so i'd say that one was most mentally challenging so far Hmm. is there a lot of people say that like you you learn the most in application or when you start working, but is there anything from school that you really took, uh, took and have still used to this day, any sort of mantra or any sort of, um, you know, uh, one thing that I, I, I keep is, um, a story, um, uh, by Robert McKee. That's something that I really reference when I think about making films or anything like that. Is there anything like that for you? Um, not from, not from school, but, uh, 
my my cousin he um so i, I have a cousin his, his name is michael harney he's also he's also an actor and uh and he's been doing it for a lot longer than than i have um in turn and when i say that i mean he's got a lot of experience and so he's really been mentoring me quite a bit mm-hmm. um but one thing that he's told me that's kind of that's kind of stuck with me is because I tend to do this um, is to stay out of um, trying to the clean version of it is to stay out of stay out of my head. Um, I tend to you know I'll, I'll tend to get so wrapped up and so tight in my head that um, I'll overthink things and I'll uh, and I'll get antsy and then I'll lose all I'll lose all my patience in terms of you know, moving things forward and stuff. And so he, he always tells me to, uh, you know, just, just stay the heck out of my head. And, um, you know, because if you spend way too much time there, then you'll end up, you know, sticking yourself in some quicksand and you won't be able to get out. So I'd say that's the biggest thing that I've, that I've taken, um, with me is I've just always constantly just keep it loose. You know? Um, I mean, when I was on, when I was on the, the Denny Dooley shoot. So I, I also sing in that movie. Um, cause my character, he plays the, I'm the lead singer of this, you know, garage hippie band. And there's a song that I had just recorded a demo, you know, for, for the shoot. And then we're going to go in and we're going to record all the music and stuff. Um, but for the whole day, I was, I was pretty nervous because I was supposed to play guitar, but I don't play guitar. And um, so I was supposed to just basically act like I'm playing the guitar and put on the show because I'm a front man. And, uh, and it was funny because when I got to the shoot, you know, I was a little tight. I'm looking over all my lines, looking over the words of the song to make sure I have everything right. And, and then one of, uh, one, of my, one of my co-stars, he goes and he pulls out two fishing poles from his car and cause we filmed right by a river there. And, uh, so while they were filming another scene and while they're setting up, he was like, Hey, you want to go, some, you want to go fish for a little bit? I was like, yeah, you know what I do. And, uh, that allowed me to get out of my mind. That helped me get out of it, you know, everything. And, but, and then at that point I didn't need to look at the words. I didn't need to look at the, you know, the script again or anything. Everything was, everything was set. Everything was locked in and I knew everything was, I just wanted to make sure um, so yeah, so, so that was interesting is, you know, staying out of your mind, you know, stay out of your head. Hmm. Do you ever get the chance to, to do any like improvisation or, um, you know, any off the cuff <clears throat> acting in any of your roles? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I love doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, uh, for, for scapegoat, especially it was cool because, um, Jeff Cap, the the director, he's very big on collaboration, but he's he's big on actors letting you know on letting actors just do their thing, and um, and so when we were on set, a lot of the times what he would do is, you know, he'd say, okay, um, you've got six takes for this, and so he would say, as long as you get at least one take of what's written, um, every other take just try some things out. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the times, and, and he, he wouldn't do that with just me. He, you know, he would do that with a lot of the actors. And, and a lot of the times what would come out was, um, you know, 
might even be better than, uh, you know, than what was written because, um, you know, because we've had time to digest the character and we've had time to, or, you know, there'd be times where Jeff would, would say, you know, he, we'd be on the day and he'd be like, ah, you know what? He goes, I, I don't know if I actually like this line. Uh, try, try this instead. And he would, he would improv stuff, you know, for us too and stuff like that. So it was, it was really cool. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, any chance I can to kind of add to, you know, to some things or, you know, uh, I'll go to the, to the director and just say, you know, Hey, I've got this idea. Do you mind if I try it? Do you mind if I test it out? And, you know, and if they say yes, go for it, then I, then I will. And if they say, nope, we're going to stick to the script, then that's what we do. Um, but it's, you know, th that's, what's fun about film is you have multiple takes, you have time and you have, uh, opportunities to be able to add stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So cool. So is there anything that you're currently working on that you would like to, to, to promote? I mean, we have a little bit of time left, but, uh, anything specific? Um, yeah, so I'm actually, well, like I said, uh, I've got the Denny Dooley story that will be coming out, uh, sometime next year. Uh, <clears throat> we're in the filming process right now. And then scapegoat will be coming out, uh, toward the end of the year or the beginning of the year. Mm. Um, and then also right now I've got another project in development with the same, with the same creators of scapegoat. Uh, it's called the working title right now. It's called storage. Um, and I'm, so I'm acting and also producing on it. And, um, so we're in the development stage. We've got the first draft of the script looking to get the second. Uh, I've got a couple meetings about it toward the end of the month. Um, and then there's a short film that I'm doing at the end of the month in the beginning of September. It's called debutante. So, uh, so that'll be, that'll be a very different character than I've played before as well. So I'm, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. And then also I've got my, uh, my, my fiance and I have a YouTube channel, uh, it's just Sam and Patrick uh, on YouTube. And, you know, we talk about different things and, and we vlog and um, talk about, you know, healthy, you know, eight healthy brands that are, you know, alternatives to different foods and stuff. And, uh, you know, very different from acting, but, um, you know, just kind of a different, different way to get some of the information that she's really passionate about uh, out there. And, um, you know, we do some challenges and uh, it's a, it's, it's a pretty new channel, but um but yeah, we're we're looking to add some more content uh, here coming up. I think by the end of the week, we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna put some or put a new video up. So yeah, yeah. I just uh, checked out the video. You guys <clears throat> eight, eight eight healthy brands uh, you should know or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, interesting video. Uh, I liked it. You guys got good uh, chemistry on the camera and whatnot. Um, what do you think the importance of social media is in acting? these days i think i have a very love-hate relationship with social media um okay. I, I i love it in the sense of you know uh it allows you to stay connected with people that you may not be able to see all the time it allows you to connect with new people um you know i've met a lot of uh a lot of new film people on you know through facebook and stuff um but i also think it kind of hinders uh, the, the mystery that I think a lot of, uh, or that I think actors should have mystery in the sense of, you know, if you're so accessible and if you're so, 
Um, if people are seeing so much of you as you, then I feel like it can be hard to separate you uh, and the character of whatever they're playing in the in a film. <clears throat> you know that's why um, you know you go to a movie and you see a lot of these you know these big actors now that are huge on social media. Um, it's kind of hard to separate them from their character, you know? So when you're watching the movie, you see, you know, oh, this is just so-and-so in this movie rather than, oh, this is their character. Um, but I mean, people go and, you know, people pay money to see that person too. So, um, and I think it's cool what people can do with social media in terms of connecting to, you know, fans and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think if people dive too much or too deep into it, then it can kind of become cancerous. But um, you know, as long as as long as you keep a good balance, then then I mm -hmm. think everything's fine. I agree. Uh, I think that there's there's you know with narrative films and whatnot, it, it can be places where people start to expect the character to show signs of the actual person. Um, for instance, like, you know, Dwayne Johnson is probably one of the biggest social media actors out there. And, um, you know, he really doesn't play a bad guy anymore, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because it doesn't, it doesn't align with his character off, off the screen. Uh, so what, what do you think about, you know, films as they're transitioning away from the, you know, the, the theater to, you know, online distribution with Netflix, Hulu and, uh, and the, and the retention or maybe the, the, the romance to film films. I think, um, I saw an interview with, uh, or it was, I believe it was Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, he was on the red carpet. It was it was either him or Leo, and they asked him about that. You know, and it was Leo, and he had said that um, what he loved about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is it. He said it almost feels like the last big, you know, movie theater film, um, in the sense of you know, it's meant to be shown in a theater. And um, personally, I think it's sad that that's kind of going away, going to the theater, uh, because that's, I mean, that, that's an experience. It's a, it's a night, you know, it's a night out or, um, you know, to be able to see a movie on a big screen. There are some movies that are meant to be seen on a big screen. I, I mean, you know, take movies like, like Interstellar, um, you know, that movie is not meant to be watched on your laptop you know, it's so big that you, you know, you, you gotta see it on a big screen. And, um, so whereas I think there's a lot of really good movies that are being made on, you know, streaming services and such, um, you know, there's a lot of really, really good content and there's a lot more, more opportunities for work for actors too, which is really cool. Um, I just hope we never completely get rid of the movie theater experience because, um, you know, that's the, you know, it's kind of where it all started almost, you know, that's been doing it for so long and people, you know, like I said, it's an, it's an experience. And so when you start to get rid of that and you can just do it at home, because it's also somewhat of a social thing too. You know, for me, I love going to the movies when the theater's packed, 
because I love hearing, you know, everybody feeds off of each other's energy in terms of reactions to different parts of the movie and such. So if you're just, you know, sitting at home watching, watching it yourself, um, I don't know, I guess some of that magic goes away, mm. but that's just me. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great point. And, uh, I know we're running out of time here. So last but not least, if you had anything that you could, some advice to give, um, aspiring actors, aspiring filmmakers, uh, social media, content creators, anything, what would be that piece of advice? Be patient and, um, don't wait on the business because the business will leave you short every time. Uh, get some, get some people that are, you know, have the same goals as you get some like-minded people together in terms of, you know, creativity and just start making your own stuff. Maybe, you know, you know, make your own content and then just try to get it in front of many or as many eyes as you can. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Patrick, for coming on the show. Uh, for those of you who watch the live video or are watching it um, on YouTube, Facebook, or any sort of video platform, his social media links are in the are below. But uh, for those of you who are listening to the audio podcast, Patrick, would you uh, would you give some people direction on how to find you? Maybe get in contact with you if they want to work with you or want to yeah. see content. Yeah. Um, well, you can find me on IMDb. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can also find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. It's at uh, pharns194. So that's P-H-A-R-N-S. There's no E. Uh, 194. Uh, you can find me on all of those. Um, and then also you can see, you know check out uh, our YouTube page. It's uh, Sam and Patrick on YouTube. So yeah, I'm, I'm all over social media and uh, yeah, there's, there's many ways you can find me. Awesome. Thank you very much, Patrick, for, for coming on the show again. Uh, look forward to seeing the projects that come out very soon. Yes. Thank you for having me.